everyone, and welcome to another day trip of Kimology 411. Things just keep floating into my head. And yes, I am doing these podcasts basically kind of as a audio journal for my presentation in May so I don't forget things. And you guys get to be a part of the background story because most of you will not be at my conference May 18th in Topeka, Kansas with my beautiful coach, Kelly K. Walker, and some other people to help people uh, basically find their place in this new crazy world. This podcast is a continuance of, of what he did, <laughs> because after I listened to it, I found out, I just remembered some other things that he did that I literally allowed and just tolerated. The first biggest thing, and this is the biggest part of this breakup, is that he would not post me on any of his social media. I know, right? But he had a good excuse. He had a good excuse that the last time he had um, Jennifer, she evidently forced him and had his Facebook, you know, had control of his Facebook and And they would post all of this stuff about how he loved her and she was the best woman ever. Um, and you, I mean, I can't because I'm not friends with him on Facebook anymore and he's blocked me from seeing anything. I can't see anything on his post except what I, the two things I posted that he allowed on his post were my happy birthdays. But other than that, he's shut down for me and that's fine. But if you go back and you're friends with him, you can scroll all the way back to the Jennifer time of his life and you can see how much he loved her and how everything was perfect, how he couldn't live life without her. And this is the narcissistic woman who destroyed him. So that's that's how that happened. And then with me, I posted him all over my social media because... Um, I post everything I do, but I never once was talking about the mushy. I love him. And I can't, and like he said, look at the great things he did. I didn't do any of that stuff. I didn't, I, I, I confess my love to the person and not to social media. Social media is bullshit. Like social media is the most toxic thing that's been, that's been brought into our lives in the last 15, 20 years, however long it's been here. It's horrible. But I'm not on his social media one fucking picture. Not one time. Not one time. He said that his social media was for business and family and for personal stuff. He hates social media. He doesn't love Facebook. And he didn't want to post anything on it. He just, he did not want that. He doesn't want people to know about his business. And he didn't want Jennifer and her friends to find out what he was doing because he was still kind of afraid of her, which by the way, she did send an email to him because of transferring prescriptions. I read it crazy, whatever, but I allowed it on social media. I allowed him to not put one picture of us on there. Hence why the other girls could talk to him because there's they're friends with him on social media. They see all of this stuff and there's no girl on there. So why would he be, why would he be dating anybody? Because what kind of an idiot would allow their boyfriend not to post them on their social media? Uh, me, that'd be me. I, I raised my hand to that. That would be me. And I didn't even think anything of it because I, I, once again, I believed him. I believed that he was trying to protect me from the crazy psycho 
it did bother me the whole entire time. But once again, remember, I'm not allowed to ask questions. I'm not allowed to trigger the PTSD. So things were not said. So that's another thing that going, looking back, how what I would have been was, no, you're going to post me on there, which is exactly what she did because she knows that she met him in false pre uh, pretense. And so now he's got to prove to her that he isn't cheating on her. So let's post you all over my social media, which makes no sense because that's a Jennifer reaction. And Jennifer was crazy, but no, no, no. Evidently, that's the new norm now. The other thing was, was I don't celebrate Valentine's Day and I'm allergic to flowers. So at the very beginning, I always, you know, want to tell anybody, I don't have to date you, but don't buy me fucking flowers because I'm allergic to them. I get the concept of them and then I just give them to my mother or I used to give them to my neighbor, Kay. I don't want people to feel like they can't buy them for me, but I'm not going to enjoy them because they're going to make me sneeze. They're going to make me sick. So don't buy me flowers and I don't have to, and I don't celebrate Valentine's Day. We've talked about that is meaning I don't not celebrate Valentine's Day. But what I mean is that every, every so often you should do nice things for people. Like I do nice things all the time. I would send little packages or, um, do little things around the house or I just did nonstop. I did things for him. And now that I look back at it, holy shit, he did absolutely nothing. Like a couple meals would go out. We did a comedy show here and there. Now the first, the first 90 days, the first few months were awesome, you know, and after every time we would kind of get back together, it would be okay for a while. But as for like, like he would, like he surprised me like a few times, which were awesome, but it's got to be more than that. It's got to be, and I'm not talking by things. I'm just talking about, you know, like, it's always about, I'll rub your feet. Oh my God. When we first met, he was, he would be like, put your feet up here. Let me rub your feet. And then after that, I gave him back rubs all the time because his back hurts all the time. And I could tell that it was like, great. Now I have to give her a back rub because she gave me a back rub. And he was Mr. I love giving back rubs. So if you're dating him and he loves giving back rubs, that's not really true. Like every other man, he says that because he knows you want the back rub. And then eventually it just kind of filters away and it becomes a hassle. I did not, it did not become a hassle for me. I did it nonstop. I would rub his feet. I would rub, I, I would, I would do anything and I would do it on my own. I would, I, I did that. I put that energy into it and I look back and I'm thinking I got it. I did not get that energy back. And I felt it. I knew it. At that time, I knew I wasn't getting the energy back. I knew I wasn't getting what I gave. And I wasn't looking to get what I give. That sounds bad. But I wanted something. And um, I'm very appreciative of when people are thinking of me. Of a simple good morning text or a simple I love you. And I look back and I, you know, it's like either go big and go home on Valentine's Day if you're going to do it once a year or um, just little things throughout the week. You guys, if you're in a relationship with somebody, they need to know. They need to know. Don't act like they think they know. Don't get comfortable in this relationship and just put it on the back burner that you don't need to tell the person that you're with you love. You get so into this relationship part 
and the work part and the family part and all of the life part that we, 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 we forget the important part is showing the person that you're with how much you love them. And I did that. There's no way that he could do a podcast and say she didn't, she didn't, she did not show me that she loved me because every day I tried to do something every day, every day. Even when I was here, I would just send him an orange heart. And that orange heart was, I'm thinking of you. Because he's a Denver Broncos fan. Blech. So I would send him an orange heart. And that, that to me, and I told him, what that means is that I'm thinking of you. And I would send that all the time. Just because I would wake up in the morning and I would want to say, and I would go to bed at night. I wanted to say, I say, good morning, good night. That's what I wanted to do every single day. He did not. And I allowed that. That can't happen. If you're in a relationship, that cannot happen. You need to be that person's everyone. And, and I don't mean to say I love you all the time and suffocate them. I just mean that you need to, be, you need to be relevant with them in the relationship, that it's a relationship and it's not a roommate. It's not a partner. It's not, um, just a, a parent thing where you're only with your kids all the time and you get sucked into that little thing. I, I've never been a married parent. So I didn't have to deal with that. I was always a single parent. So I didn't have to build a relationship and raise a child. If you're doing that, it's hard. It's hard because a lot of times we hyper-focus on just one thing. It's hard when you're trying to open up a new business and you're hyper-focusing on your new business and you're not putting any energy into the relationship. And I 100% believe that that is what happened to us is this new company that he was trying to build, you know, Although he cannot be alone, he can't be alone, he also can't do two things at one time. He can't build a relationship and build a company. And he was trying to do that with me and it failed. And now he's got somebody else he's going to do it with and it's like round two. Ding, ding, ding. In a relationship, when you, I, those are like two major things. I literally listened to my podcast and I was like, what did you not talk about those things for? If you are in a relationship and that person has social media, then you need to be on that social media. You do not have to confess your ever dying love to that person, but you need to be on there casually out to eat or in the weight loss pictures that you do. You can say, you know, um, put a picture of your girlfriend or your wife with you, especially if you're doing the journey together. Like I did my post, my post. When I talk about mine is Ron and I, Ron and I, because Ron and I were together. Now I know that I probably, as I've said many times, I put more into this relationship than he did. And I'm sure that he wanted out of it. There's other reasons he wanted out of it. But you have to be my friend to hear that. Some of this stuff is private. But I did not. I focused on I focused on helping him be the person that I that I knew that I'm supposed to help him with. I was put in his life for a reason, you guys. This wasn't coincidence. This was a purpose. This was a reason. I met him. Everything happens for a reason in my world. And this was a plan because they knew that he was going to go off rails 
And although I believe him to be making bad mistakes, you guys, we all made bad mistakes. I am not talking of, I'm not trying to make him like he's out to be some bad guy that made bad. I've, I've made my own mistakes. I've had to own up to all of those mistakes. I have had to accept them and I have had to forgive myself for them. And they were bad. They were bad. So when I say that he's made bad mistakes, whether he cheated, whether he lies, that is human beings. And the, I am, that does not turn me against him. It just, it's just a part of his process for him to get past it. And he had spirit angels that had him, wanted him to find true happiness. And I'm out of that. I'm done with that. He's on his own. They're not happy about it. It's crazy, you guys. I, if you're just tuning in and you haven't listened to I Don't Cry, you need to go back. Actually, you need to go back to Owen 3 and go forward with all of this. And then it will make sense to you. What I am doing is I am going through all the emotions so that someone that's doing this does not feel crazy because I feel crazy right now. And I think if I listen to someone else go through it and listen to my up and my downs and my explanations and, and everything, you, you hear the chaos and the crazy, but it will make you feel better and it will give you a little bit of comfort that what you're doing is normal and natural and that you don't have to do a podcast. You just have to experience all of these emotions. But my biggest thing is, is to put an end date on the major part of it. You're always going to be hurt. You're always going to be skittish. You're always going to be a little bit scared to fall in love again. That's normal. You can't get rid of that. But you can stop it from controlling your life. And right now it still controls my life. Like, I have to work. I've got a lot of stuff to do today. And um, it controls my life. So, anyway. All right. Well, we're going to keep this one short. Those are just two extra things. That's a part two of what he did that I should have recognized. Um, I'm not trying to go back and look at all of his faults. Because, well, they're, they're not his faults. They're my fault for ignoring things that I knew were crunchy. And I, for the, for the sake of not bringing up his PTSD and for not hurting his feelings, I did not talk about it. And when he got the cat and he knows I'm allergic to cats and he knows that they're not, like, I can't touch them. That right there, I really should have just turned around and left. But I wasn't going to because my stubbornness came into play. I don't know. It's, I, we don't talk about this very much, but I'm very stubborn. And I almost kind of knew he did it just to test me. And then it became like, fuck you. So see, I'm not as innocent as I, you know, like you think I am. I'm not. I'm, I'm not innocent in this whole entire situation. Please don't think that poor Kim, poor Kim. I mean, I had opportunities and choices, but I also thought the bigger picture was more important. And that was my problem being an empath, a normal person would have walked into that house after being told not to show up at the casino and then having a cat in it and having cat toys and all that stuff there. And then having him come home and eat dinner. And you guys are supposed to talk about your relationship, but you never talk about the relationship. He never brings it up. And then you spend another two weeks there with him and a cat. And I don't hate cats. I'm just allergic to cats. And I didn't seem to be too allergic to that cat, though. I didn't have that many reactions to it. Um, 
but I also take medicine. So I just made sure I took my medicine while I was there, hoping that I didn't have a reaction to it. He, however, is allergic to it, so he has reactions to it. But you know what? You, yeah. uh, passive aggressiveness and stubbornness. I guess we were a team. I have to take responsibility, guys. I take responsibility in my first marriage to be in divorce. I take responsibility in my second divorce. Even though the first one was abusive and the second one married somebody else while I was married to him. Got to find that podcast. Um, I still take responsibility for my actions. I am not a perfect person. I am not the easiest to be around. I am very high energy and I can make you feel, I can make you feel uneasy. I try to control that, but sometimes it's like, it is, it is like a superpower or a curse. I don't know. You guys keep taking all of your adventures. I'm going to start my day. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.